0: Welcome to the second episode of the laugh support podcast, where we're already laughing. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna, what, I don't even know if I can stop that. Okay, we're gonna try again. It doesn't matter.
1: Just what did going. I do?
0: Just keep going. Okay. Shh. Ready? Ready? Welcome to the second episode of the Laugh Support Podcast, presented by the Hot Breath Network, a podcast that offers encouragement and support to the clean comedy community. I am June Colson, here with my already laughing friend, Michelle <laughs> Van
1: Dusen. What has you so tickled, Michelle? <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know. you. The way you first introduced, it was just like... And you're running through your lines. Okay. Da, 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 da. And then, hey, welcome to, you know, you're, you're like the,
0: the volume changed. You gotta know how to turn it on and turn it off, Michelle. That's a oh, professional thing I just did.
1: Well, good job. Good Let's job.
0: Professional. Um, <laughs> we are uh, we are definitely not professionals in the technology no department, <laughs> but we did get through our very first episode. I'm not well, sure that we've gotten through the editing of it yet, but no, that's a disaster. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think what editing means I'm, I'm supposed to break it down smaller, but yeah, but I was actually cutting clips and just making it longer. So now our <laughs> first 25 minute episode, um, it runs in a loop of uh, about yes. six and a
1: half hours. So. Oh, and it's available for $19.99. Yes. You can order yes. yours today. First we episode. could do a
0: world record, right? We could go for the world record of the world's longest single episode, very first <laughs> podcast by two women over 45 years old with dogs. One
1: happens to be a blonde.
0: Yes. Yes. One. One. <laughs> yeah. We're we're doing it. We're killing it here. But that was fun. It was fun to do the first first episode where we kind of broke down. Yeah. Um, why we're doing this podcast? Why are we doing this podcast, Michelle? Um,
1: Well, first I wanna thank our three viewers, our three listeners. Uh, Really appreciate you guys. All the feedback was fantastic. So um, thank you.
0: Yeah, my mom and my dad and your husband, that was great.
1: Uh, No, actually, my husband
0: to listen next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, um, my husband didn't listen. He's like, okay, good for you. Uh, But the dog just kind of, you know, our voices just basically put her to sleep. She just laid there enjoying every moment
0: canines count we count canines in our viewership and (laughs) and listenership um yeah so the first episode we talked about how we wanted to have a uh podcast that was supportive maybe offered some advice tell some stories from the road and uh and just you know to have some laughs and have a good time so we talked about our friendship how we actually became friends through comedy and how supportive that you have been to me. So now I want to find out more about you, Michelle. So tell us, tell us about Michelle Van Dusen and her start in comedy.
1: I'm five foot four, love long walks on the beach.
0: It's not true. There's no way you're five foot four. I know five, two at the most, at the most.
1: I feel like you're, yeah. And that's a stretch. <laughs> that would be a stretch because I'm only five foot. Boom. Um, okay. So what was the question? I'm sorry. I, w- I went the off question. on the beach walking.
0: We learned, we learned how I, uh, I got started oh, in comedy. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we want to know about you, you know, cause you've been doing it like back way back when you got off that covered wagon out in the prairie <laughs> <laughs> and you went to your first open mic 400 years ago. Tell us, Michelle, what was that like?
1: <laughs> well, um, fun fact, the covered wagon is actually kind of a true thing because, um, prior to doing comedy I actually lived and worked at a children's camp and it was a western theme camp and so we had wagons and covered wagons and then we ended up having trains and so I mean I have been on a wagon or two so just just gonna put that out there so um, I first started comedy um, I, 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 I have four boys and I was sitting there with my children watching a, a TV show that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was like my time. And um, that's not the name of the show, but it was like my time to relax and enjoy and laugh. And they were switching hosts and they put out this call like, hey, you know, can you what, what's your talent? Can you tell jokes? Can you sing? Can you dance? And I thought, oh, I got nothing. But then I thought, I thought oh, I could tell like four or five jokes that I know. And they, at the time they weren't jokes. They were actually insults that my sister would call me up and and um criticize the way I was homeschooling my kids.
0: Oh, precious. Is she yeah. older than you? Is it an older sister? She is, she is. She's because I have sister. an older sister. And um, I'm not gonna say her name, Bobby Joe, but she uh does, you know, <laughs> she she would offer those kind of um insults and criticisms growing up but it just it just made yeah. us a bigger person you know it yeah just, okay at least me a bigger person <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead so so you decided I'm going to take these things that my sister is teasing me about and I'm going to make it material
1: yeah yeah because um I come from a very family uh, funny family very very funny I, it's just everybody there the sense of humor is well it's hilarious but we all have different types of of humor so my sister would call me up and and Would criticize, you know, or or ask questions about how I was homeschooling. Mm. And so I took those first few jokes and I went up and I auditioned for the show, and um, it didn't go well, did not go well. So anyway, cut to the next scene. We're now moving to Oklahoma. I'm in Oklahoma and I'm driving down the highway, and I hear on the radio, hey, do you think you have talent? Come on out to the mall, you know, can you dance? Can you sing? And I thought, hey, I could probably do, you know, I could do the, the, the those four or five jokes again, just just to do them. And right. I called my husband, I'm like, hey, should I go do this? He's like, whatever you want. It was very, very encouraging at that yes. moment. Yes. So I called another friend and I said, hey, Lisa, should I go do this? She, oh, of course you should do it. You're hilarious. It'll be great, go do it, blah, blah. And she just encouraged me. And so I went and I stood in this line at the mall and it was one of those open call things, you know, cattle call that it's really not on the up and up, but it kind of is, but it's not. Yes. yes. I did that with a modeling agency once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the same thing. You know, you can work for Disney, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. So, um, but I just wanted to tell these jokes again, just see if this Hollywood person thought they were funny. Right. So (laughs) I, I go, and um i get up to this table it's one lady sitting there and i tell my few jokes and she looks at me she goes you're not ready for hollywood however you're kind of funny so i'm gonna give you a call back so the next day is the call back and now instead of being at the mall with thousands of people now you're in this hotel banquet room thingy so now there's only hundreds of people there Mm -hmm. and so the people would go up and and, you know, do their thing. And then she'd call them over to the table and she'd whisper some stuff like, oh, here's some papers, blah, blah, blah. You're going to pay me so much money. You know, like that kind of a thing. Yes. And then it was my turn. So I tell my few jokes. And instead of calling me over to the table to tell me yes or no, she announces to the entire room. I talked to Michelle yesterday and I told her she's not ready. However, <laughs> I want to see what she can do in a year. And I was like, okay. So, um, and, and technically that was my first audience of people that actually laughed at my joke. So that was kind of exciting. So, you know, so here I have this challenge of this lady, like I'm not taking you to to California. It's, you know, you're, you're you're way too white. You're, you'll burn and, um, or crash and burn. I'm not sure where she was going with that, (laughs) Uh, but because it was a challenge to me, I thought, okay. So I, I sought out the local comedy club here in Tulsa which it doesn't exist anymore. This particular one. It was the Tulsa Comedy Club, and I went there with my husband. We went to a Wednesday night show, mm-hmm. and it was an open mic night kind of a thing. And I wanted to see what people did there and how they handled that kind of thing. And so my husband and I we go, and um, I you know I watch it and and I afterwards I'm like, do you think I could do this? He's like, yeah, you can do it. I I probably won't be back in this club, but yeah, go ahead. It'll be fine. I'm like, all right. Again, super supportive. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I guess I should explain the fact that um one of the comics uh was insulting my husband. You know how like when they start talking to the audience oh, kind yeah, of yeah. thing and kind of called him out. And uh, you know, so. He stands up to, you know, to respond to the person because they're like, "Oh, stand up, show us your your assets." So he stands up and turns around, and she goes, "Oh, honey, I said your assets. I just wanted to see your wallet." And I was
0: worried about where we were going there because we've already <laughs> introduced it. this is a clean comedy <laughs> podcast, and now we're looking at people's assets. I don't. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Yeah. And- Be careful, <laughs> Ben. But-, <laughs> but I was like, no, don't stand up. Sit down. Sit down. Don't respond. You know. Anyway, so. That was, I had to make sure I added that part in anyway. So, um, I started going, started doing the open mic. They had one of those contest things and, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't recommend doing contests, uh, when you're first starting out. Cause, um, you will be hundred percent crushed, uh, cause yes. you're not good. You're not good when you first start. I don't
0: is, care. Is how this don't do that. Is this the, you know, because in this podcast of laugh support, we're going to have some moments where we say, don't do that. Don't do that. My my Michelle's first advice to me was, uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> yeah, don't, so don't you're that.
0: saying if you're starting out as a brand new comedian and you've been to one open mic, you shouldn't just jump right out there in the middle of the shark infested waters and try to try to win over the world with your, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a minute and a half of magnificent material.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just don't do that. Just don't jump into don't doing do a comedy contest. Uh, you know, the funniest person in Tulsa or whatever it's supposed to be uh, you know, two weeks in, you just don't do that. But the best thing that came from that was the owner of the club said to, um, now my friend, uh, but at the time she was the one that insulted my husband, Susan, uh, so Susan Dale, I'm going to just repeat her name. Susan Dale insulted my husband. Now she's a friend. Yeah. In case you're listening. Right. So, but the owner of the club said to Susan and I basically you guys have something. You're funny, but you need stage time. And I want to go ahead and open up the club. You can come in anytime you want to and practice. You can use the stage anytime wow. before or after shows. You just yeah. let me know. Which was amazing. People don't just do that. No. And um yeah, so that that was that's kind of where I started. And then, um, Susan and I did a lot of things, you know, she, she wanted, she was going for, you know, a whole career in comedy and I was just kind of going along cause I wasn't really sure yet. Right. So following and befriending her, um, I was able to go to Las Vegas comedy festival, you know, participate in that and learn some really important lessons there. Uh, and just, and then shortly after doing the secular comedy festival, that's when I, Found out and went to the Christian Comedy Association, and so the first one I went to was in Dallas. I don't remember the year, um, and I met like-minded comedians, like-minded Christians that had this craft and had this 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 calling to do comedy, but you know, trying to learn your skills and things like right. that. So it was just it was a really supportive environment that I went and, and I met, you know, all the famous Christian comedians and I just did air quotes. You can't you see did, that.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody's favorite. Are that air yeah.
1: quotes? Yeah. Air quotes. And I shouldn't say it like that, but I didn't know these people. So right. I didn't know that they were, you know, somebody. So yeah. like I met, you know, met and just walked up and talked to like Shonda Pierce, Tim Hawkins, Anita Renfro uh, just everybody, like everybody yeah. who was somebody, I just started talking to him because yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> and-
0: well, I was kind of I was kind of like that too at my first, second, third con. Like, I, I don't know. Everybody is somebody to me and, and, and I don't know who the somebodies are to other people. Like, I think every place that you go, a group of people have their somebody that if that person mm-hmm. walks in the room, you know, like my kid is really into athletics and sports and things like that. So if a, a certain football player walked in the room, he's going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's, you know, but that person, I, I don't know who they are, like, uh, whatever. And I was, I was that way too. Every once in a while, I'll be talking to somebody <laughs> and apparently they were somebody, but I didn't know. And you, you can kind of get that vibe of like, Oh, that, that girl just walked up to Like you could see other people where I'm just talking to someone and like, Oh, there's somebody there's somebody. Yeah. I,
1: I heard, um, that you had lunch one time with Michael Jr. Is that correct? <laughs>
0: well, but that was, my, that was my accident. Um, well, no, yeah, that, that happened one time. It, it definitely yeah. it was a super cool experience. We'll have to talk about that on a, a later episode, but that time it wasn't, I didn't walk up to him. you know, it was a group yeah. of people that were going and I, and I got to go along. So, so yeah, yeah. but so, that- so to recap, so your laugh support at the very beginning was your friend, Laura, who was like, go do it. Go do it. Right. Or Lori, no,
1: Lisa, Lisa,
0: Lisa. It was an L I'm so close. Yeah. Come on. Blondes <laughs> in the alphabet. I got there. It was Lisa, Lisa, Laura, Lori, and uh, Rodana, Santa, Dana, uh, <laughs> say it. You say it, Rosanna, Dana,
1: Dana, there it is. little tiny sweatball hanging
0: out for dope. No. Yes. <laughs> so, so the girl with the letter L was your laugh support.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, And then you go to the mall and, and, um, and, and you're saying that that doesn't get people straight to Hollywood when they hear somebody on the radio go, Hey, if you've got talent, come on down,
1: we're
0: going to yeah. launch your career. Like that's not how all the famous people started.
1: No, no. They want you to, um, buy their seminars and their webinars, yeah. and they want you to put down a bunch of money and, you but know, you went and then- from there, you went from there to, um,
0: to a comedy club where some lady wanted to look at your husband's assets and that became your new comedy best friend yes absolutely <laughs> and, yeah, from and we, there you went to las vegas and then from las vegas you went i'm going to a christian comedy associate <laughs> what did you do in vegas that made you want to repent and join the christian comedy community
1: i didn't have to repent i was already a christian um <laughs> No, it was, so the the Las Vegas Comedy Festival was really informative. A lot of business information, um, tips on, you know, getting agents, which was way out of anybody, 95% of the people there didn't need to know information about agents because they weren't ready. Um, And the ones that were ready actually had some. So, uh, and it was more of a showcase for them at the time. And so, you know, we had... We had um, opportunity to do stage time and, um, you know, rub elbows with the who's who of comedy at the time. Um, but I really did learn a lot business wise and things like that. Not that I've applied any of it, uh, which is kind of sad, <laughs> you know, but I, I did, I, you know, Susan um, and I traveled a lot. So like we did things in Chicago. We ended up on this show out in L.A one time called jingles and i can talk about it now because it's way past the contract date so i can talk about it and not get sued um but and they never aired the show they never aired it but this was a show about people singing jingles i'm not a singer yes susan's not a singer we are comedians and there's no way on earth that anyone would ever consider us to be singers and yeah, we, well, here we are on the show, but we, we grabbed a, a local um, singer here in town, brought him along with, and we went into the show. It was, it was the craziest thing. Anyway, um, but I, I, when I was back in Tulsa, I thought, you know, I really enjoyed the the Las Vegas Comedy Festival, but I wish there was something that Christians had. I wish there was a place that, um, you know, where it was clean Uh, Because not everything up there was clean. There was right, right. like almost none of it was clean. They did talk about if you wanted to go into corporate world, into corporate works, you needed to be clean. And so they did talk about uh, corporate clean and club clean. You know, they did mention those differences. Right. But even like
0: what a lot of people I don't think realize is that when you say clean and club clean and church clean, that's all different (laughs) levels of clean. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that the other levels of comedy, the other kind of, you know, if you're doing blue comedy and those kind of things, that there's like multi-levels of what that is. But when it comes to clean comedy, that's a whole yeah. different ball game. Because people can, people can interpret that totally different, right?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you're going to do church clean, um, comedians that go from the secular venue to a church and they are not christians but they're going to go do comedy because you know they can do clean comedy what they sometimes what they fail to understand it's not just dropping all the um swear words out of your set it's also looking at the context of your set what content do you have in there if you're talking about um marital relations outside of marriage the church world is not going to be, they're not going to be laughing with you. It, right. You know, if, if, if there's certain body functions that you don't talk about in those kind of worlds, because now instead of it being clean to them, now you're offending them. Right. So it's, it's you have to look at the content of what right. you're talking about. And I, I do notice that a lot of, you know, women comedians want to talk about their sex life. And in a mixed crowd, you really shouldn't be doing that. Because right. you're,
0: you're because if it's if it's church, right? But if it's club clean, that's typically not even a that's that's not even a blip on the radar. If it's, it's not, but it
1: should right. be because it's still not even it's not really even funny. And what's happening is, you know, you're actually when when you know our words paint pictures in people's brains, and so now you're painting this picture in someone's brain of of what you're doing. And so like that, I learned that early, early on. Cause you said, is there a difference in uh, blue comedy? Is there different levels? I did one joke that I personally considered sky blue and very well-written. I did this joke. My parents are in the audience and, um, well, my whole family was in the audience. I did this joke. My parents laughed and then their faces dropped. They went, ha, ha. And I thought, Oh, I can't let I can't put that image of me of their baby girl in their brains like right. that that so I I right there I I stopped doing that joke completely 100% and I've never um gone back to any of that kind of stuff again cuz right. it was just you know cuz when you're writing you're just writing you're just writing and and um and then you need to edit 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 <laughs> and I think when it comes to clean comedians
0: it's kind of what what you're comfortable with obviously so not just because you're a clean comedian doesn't mean you're a christian yeah. And, um, and then there are some Christians that don't do clean comedy. It's, you know, and there's some yeah. of the material and things like when I, when I talk about my life and my past and things like that, that I wouldn't necessarily do it in a church. And it doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to act like a Christian in the church, but I'm not going to act like in the club, but it's knowing your audience, knowing who you're mm-hmm. talking to and what you need, you know, what you would want to deliver there. Because if you make your audience uncomfortable, they're not having a good time. You know, that's when people laugh the most is when they're the most comfortable, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's definitely, there's definitely a big, a big difference in that. So yeah. now you're, so now you're a, a part of the CCA, you're hanging mm-hmm. around these, um, people that are, you know, the it people in, in that group. Cause everybody, everybody has their kind of people who have the higher, at least level of success. Doesn't necessarily mean they're better than anyone else in the room. They just have been more successful in their craft, yeah. right? So, so now you're there and what are you learning while you, uh, while you join that
1: association? Uh, I learned that I knew nothing. Yes, (laughs) that was, that was first and foremost, like I knew nothing and stage time was really important. And, um, but at the same time, if you're going to be touring and traveling, it was the, the first couple of years, it was really about balance. You know, you have to balance your, your faith life. And you have to balance your um, family life and you have to balance your working life. And you got to make sure there's a good merge. And yeah, because I um, was going and going and going, one day I stopped and I looked at my children and I'm like, I am doing a lot of traveling and I'm missing out actually raising my kids and I can't do this anymore. So I actually paused the momentum that i was having right and i i stopped touring i stopped everything and i just started focusing on my kids and so i actually started working at the school and um but i missed comedy i missed doing fun things and so i started an all-school writing program where kids would write in jokes and we would read them over the intercom and then that developed into i had an after-school comedy club and um oh fun so yeah so like that's how it naturally happened right and And
0: you're writing a book with that now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that information, that curriculum. So that's exciting. As you develop that, we'll definitely have to talk about that more, because yeah. I'm super excited about that. I, I worked in an elementary school, and the principal at our school um, did a joke of the day every morning, and that was my favorite time in the morning. I would stand really quiet, and it would just be a corny, you know, cheesy joke that came from a kid's joke book, and he would read it, and I would be really quiet and listen down the hallways. As you would hear the little classrooms and the giggles and and the teacher who laughs at all the corny jokes. You would hear her, ha ha ha, you know, down the hallway. <laughs> that was my favorite. You know, comedy can creep into all kinds of places. It doesn't just have to be stand up. You made, you know, you were you were working in a career that you were helping kids learn how to write and share laughter. That's true. Yeah. that was super cool.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, and we did, we did a lot of assemblies and it was, it was really fun. And I know we're almost practically out of time um, right now. So maybe throughout as we do our podcast that, you know, these little bits of, of our life story and and the things that we've learned on the road and along the way, we'll do just- <laughs> You're doing jazz hands. Uh, (laughs) uh, We know we'll 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 hit these as we continue our podcast because I know that our three listeners really want to hear these things, and hopefully, you know, they'll get a friend and they'll grab another friend and then so on and so. Oh, wait, that was a hair commercial, (laughs) is it? Grabbing (laughs) people's hair? What? Yeah, yeah. Remember the? Oh, wait, I'm older than you. Never mind. (laughs) Okay. Okay
0: we won't talk about age on this podcast. It's none of your business. It's none of your business, but, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Pickles. We don't, um, I gonna do a comedy just started. Like, Why are you calling me pickles? <laughs> You're a little sweet pickle. You're just my little sweet pickle, Michelle. 're not we're not experts we're not gonna, uh, which is no you know, my, maybe why you, you might want to listen to us one because you might not be an expert either and you're learning with us or you might just be you know a turd nugget who wants to listen and, and, and talk about how much smarter you are than us. We don't care go right ahead you know you just know. don't message me about it. <laughs> I don't honestly I don't need anyone to tell me how goofy and um, uneducated I am. It might be the only information I do know.
1: (laughs) I'm here for you. I'll let you know.
0: Because you, Michelle Van Dusen, are my laugh support. Well, listen, it was great getting to know a little bit more about you on our episode numero two. two. Look at that. We've made it through two of these. Dose. And, and you know, let, let's try to, let's make a goal to do at least two more. Okay.
1: okay. And I'm hoping that um, we can actually edit these things. Um, you know, may, maybe, maybe one day we might even have a theme song. Like that would be so much fun, gonna get, right? It's going to happen have a little theme happen. song and uh oh so you know we may even put things in the show notes i've heard that that's a what? thing i know when you said you were like hey june we could just write we'll add it in the show notes and i'm like the what and yeah, how
0: I, where the even when someone goes hey i'm gonna add this in my show notes i i've never been able to find those notes yes it's that secret. It's, it must be invisible ink because i'm not
1: no. <laughs> no no show notes are the things that are posted below the episode so like when when you go on youtube to listen to our our podcast or wherever you're going to be listening to podcasts everywhere anywhere there'll be like a little description thing and then we can add like notes in there so yep. like if if we talk about a particular comedian we think hey you guys should go listen to this guy he's hilarious we could add his name so is it down
0: different there. than the comments it's the well different than comments because I, comes- I was like you just put it in the comments
1: no, it comes before the comments. Thing. Oh, people oh comment. We On the add- next
0: episode, Michelle explains to you the difference between a note <laughs> and a comment. I'm telling you, you're going to get advice that you don't get anywhere else, or just spitting the knowledge right now. Okay, so I told you, I told you last episode. I always like to end when I talk to people just to let them know that Jesus and Junebug loves you. Yeah, and and I felt like you should had some, you know, something similar, and so. I tried it last week. I'm going to try one more time, Michelle.
1: I really think
0: you should say, Little Michelle and the Messiah tell you to take it (laughs) high.
1: Yeah, still not going to do that.
0: I'm not doing it. All right, fine (laughs) then. This has been the second episode of Laugh Support. I'm so glad you listened with us. I'm June Colson.
1: And I'm Michelle Van Dusen.
0: Bye. Bye, y'all.